Today, J-Hubs is being recognized by HSMAI as Marketing Professional of the Year. And in this episode, we're going one-on-one with him to learn what he's most proud of building, the role of marketing in providing hospitality, what makes great advertising, the role of loyalty programs today, and much, much more. This episode is not just for marketers. Anyone who's interested in providing hospitality at scale is going to learn something from this conversation with Jay. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Jay, thank you so much for taking a little time to to chat. You know, we've known each other for a while. Uh, we yes. actually worked together for a little stint. We did. And That's I right. want to congratulate you on your recognition on as HSMAI's Marketing Professional of the Year. Huge accomplishment. So congratulations. I appreciate it, Josiah. It's very nice of you to say that. My question for you, Jay, is why does marketing matter? We have, you know, we're in this environment where there is a lot of demand. A lot of people want to travel. It feels like there's new pockets of demand opening up, but I feel like there might be more to marketing than just customer acquisition. And I want to get your take on it. Why does marketing matter today in 2023? Yeah, I would say, Josiah, like more so than ever, uh, you talk about little pockets of whether it's acquisition or or connecting with, with discrete customer segments. But I mean, there's so many so many ways and so many channels and so many avenues to connect with whether it's your own guests or potential guests that you know it's such a an exciting time i'd say in the industry overall like i joked we're going to probably touch on ai at some point here but when there's so many different avenues to to showcase your brand and to connect with all different spectrum of consumers or customers or potential guests or your existing guests. We're trying to, you know, here at BWH Hotels and, and our competitors and everyone in the landscape, how do we craft that message directly to specific customer segments and go after customers through all kinds of different channels? You know, just I sort of I sort of laughed to myself when you asked me onto this podcast because I. I'm I'm going to exaggerate only slightly, but I think there were 18 different channels that you asked if I could put my contact information on. Obviously, it's a comprehensive all, all, intake all, con- all kinds of uh, the social channels that that the usual suspects. But I'll admit, even as a, a pretty good marketer, there are a couple like I don't even know what that is. Like so, <laughs> you know, there's there's so many different ways to connect with people now, and it's it's very exciting. So I appreciate you uh, asking that question and having me on the uh, on the pod. Well, it's great to great to have you on and, and have a chance to chat with you, Jay. Again, congratulations on this recognition by Thank HSMAI. You. I mean, this is the the premier body of, of hotel sales and marketing professionals. They're just the who's who, right? And and so to to give you that recognition as as market of the year is, is very exciting and a huge honor. I guess you know as you look back on the past year, what are you most proud of building? You know, we've done a lot. I've been here just in this role here at BWH Hotels, you know, our new our new moniker for our, our company, Best Western Hotels and Resorts and BWH Hotel Groups. So and now we're BWH Hotels. But I mean, we've done a lot of different things, but there's been just an, a continued improvement in our you know, award-winning loyalty program, BWR, and then our TV campaigns. You know, for our loyalty program, we're continually delivering improvements to the program to our loyal members. We codified making it easier to reach our most elite levels of Diamond and Diamond Select. Um, We're giving them more access to free rooms. We've done research that shows that that's what our members want most. They want free nights. Um, And similarly, about two years ago, we were 
you know, two years ago, we launched our Pay With Points program, which has been a huge success for our members to defray the cost if it's an expensive room night. I can use some of my points to, to pay for that, you know, to take my family on a, on a great vacation, stay at one of our fantastic hotels. And so additionally, like we're membership, we're kind of like a franchise, but we're not. So at the same time, we're improving the value of these programs, of the BWR program to, uh, to our membership and to our hotels. And that's been key on what we've done over the last year. And then just I'd say on the, on the TV and the digital side, we continue to iterate working with our digital and creative agencies and constantly seeing what we can do differently to, to cut through the noise. I mean, there's a lot more competition out there now, I'd say, in in digital and, and also on TV, you know, all the ads that you see out there. So, you know, what is really a crowded space? We're looking at different measurement tools and different things that we can see, like, are the, are the ads that we're putting out there connecting with, like we were talking about, you know, different audiences out there. So really proud of a lot we've done just in the, in the last year to your question. And, uh, you know, since I've been here for a couple of years now. That, that's amazing. And maybe we could uh, talk a little bit about advertising. I've been, you know, reading about Ogilvy and, and just, I, I've always, I think, been a, really interested in what creates great ads, you know, going back to the Mad Men days, <laughs> yeah. you know, all the way to today. And, um, I, you know, you've seen this from so many different angles. From your perspective, what makes great advertising? Well, you have to, it has to be memorable, first and foremost. So, uh, you know, there's lots of people that, that say, you know, you'd rather be talked about than not talked about. Um, so even if it's maybe not memorable in a, in a great way, but, you know, that it's, that it's something that people latch onto. We talk about, is it, is it a great ad uh, if you don't remember what the brand is or what the brand positioning is? Um, so then I would tie that with the memorable piece uh, and the key components of that with, for us, specifically in the, in the travel space, I say, there's got to be an aspirational component to it. It's going to, it wants you to get in the car or hop on a train or maybe get on a plane. Sometimes that's a good experience. Sometimes it's not, but it want, want to, incentivize and inspire people to go there, to go travel, to stay there, to experience it. So I think for us in the hospitality industry, when you talk about what makes great advertising, it's about getting people excited about, yes, I should take that next trip. And whether it's a, an aspirational place to go stay or whether it's like, oh, you know what, I should, I should go back home and see mom or grandma or whatever. You know, what are the aspirational and inspirational components of that that I think tie to a, a great advertising campaign? And, and like I said at the start, like, it's got to be memorable. You know, there are too many ads out there, even whether you can skip them or not, that I don't even know what I watched half of the time, but I remember the ones that that definitely stick with me. It's so funny because it's really, really hard to create great advertising. Yes. It requires a lot of it art, is. a lot of science. I'm curious what you've learned over your career around the process of creating great advertising, whether that's internal, external collaboration. What have you found are the kind of the ingredients or the building blocks of of creating these campaigns? I mean, it's there's there's a lot of uh, when you say process, that's a great word because there's a lot of refinement, I would say, uh, and feedback that goes into it. You know, I have one of my best friends from college had his worked for Ogilvy as you as you mentioned and and started his own ad agency for a while. And I loved what he and his team would put out. But we talked about how you know not every idea starts off as a great idea. You know, and you put like a whole bunch of things together and. Uh, for those you know in your audience that maybe have taken some improvisational comedy classes or whatever, it's all about the plus one. Like, how can I refine this? How it's it's every one of us can be a critic, and everyone say I don't like this or I don't like that or whatever. But it takes a much stronger team to say, 
all right, what can we build on off of that? What is the, what can we refine? What can we add to? What can we plus one on? Where can we take this? And a lot of times what you end up with is something, you know, is either radically different than what you started or somewhat different, but you get that kind of feedback. Uh, use your, some of your gut feel, use your intuition. A lot of times, ideally you're using some uh, you know, customer research or feedback there as well. You know, some companies do a lot of that. Some companies don't do so much. There was a, a good example of a, a car company uh, that put an ad out probably about a year and a half ago. And there's one component that was terrible. And for me as a consumer, like I don't have any affinity for this car brand, but there was a component of, of the talent that was terrible. Well, clearly they had done research and I wasn't the only one that said it because then about two months later, the next version came out and these two actors had a much different interaction. It was much more positive. So rooted in that customer feedback um, and research, I think, is is key as well. But it's, it's a process and there's no magic bullet to it. It's great to throw a lot of things on the wall and see what sticks and then iterate off of that. But, you know, it's fun. It's a great time to be in our industry. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and I love that. Just a lot of testing, a lot of trying things. And that's where the art art piece comes yes. into this, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, ideally, it is an art and a science. I like to think, I watch a lot of sports, so therefore I get inundated with uh, insurance company ads. So I see a lot of those that clearly some of them work better than others. But I would like to think it's rooted in research of, of identifying whether it's a, a guy in a red shirt or a guy with stitches or a lizard or, or whatnot, <laughs> like what's really going to work or the lady in a, in a white smock and her team, et cetera. They've all created these sort of like little niches of how they're going about and trying to get their message across. But for companies as big as that, it is absolutely rooted in that research and that customer feedback. That's really cool because I, you mentioned insurance and it feels like there's also a piece to this of looking in many different places for inspiration around mm-hmm. what, what could be done. And I think research is key. You know, you and I worked at a company that was doing guest feedback analysis for a while. Right. And, and I think that's a, a piece of the puzzle, but there's also an imagination piece, yes. right? And yeah. to, to do create from, from scratch, you gotta, you gotta expose yourself to a lot of stuff, right? That is true. There's a lot of put stuff out there. Again, my, my good friend from college that I mentioned, like he came up with some create, I mean, very creative guy and he would come up with some crazy stuff when I'd listen to him like, yeah, that's, that's never going to see the light of day. <laughs> like, but like I said, that's where you start from. It's like, okay, like I like aspects of this. Let's work with that, et cetera. So, you know, that's a, that's an iteration piece that we have with our agency here and everyone else in the industry does, but it's easy to be, be the critic. But when you've got lots of different things to choose from, then it's great to, to cobble together. What does our, what does our campaign look like? Our campaign that we're running with right now, I'm, I'm really happy with, I'm really proud of. Kudos to our, our new CEO or semi new CEO, Larry Kukulik. You know, he's been in the position almost two years now, but pushed us to do something different. And our agency came back and we iterated on a few different things and recycled some Great iconic music from the 90s, which not everyone remembers. You know, there's some younger demographics out there. But when we started running it last year, I immediately got a lot of texts like, I love that. I love that you're using that music. So, you know, sometimes it I feel works. Like there's a lot of nostalgia right now. There's like this nostalgia thing going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nostalgia plus um, or uh, celebrities, right? Those are two of the... <laughs> 
Two good, two good building blocks there. there. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Talking to you, Jay, it seems like you're having a lot of fun, and yes. I guess I'd be curious to hear what you enjoy most about your role because you you have teams across so many different disciplines. Yeah. What's most fun about your job? We have a great team here. Um, I kind of sort of small but mighty. Sometimes you use the word scrappy, etc. But um, the team here is passionate. They're dedicated. We have smart people that are focused on how we're going to drive uh, drive impact to our hotels. You know, and that's what you want in a marketing organization. You want people who come into work and are excited every day about what they're focused on and what you know. We're very clear about our corporate goals and the direction that we're going in, and and understanding every little bit that everyone's doing to row in the same direction, so that we're we're achieving the business goals uh, that we've set out for ourselves. So. I take pride in making sure that everyone on our team understands what our, our vision is and what our goals are and what what piece they play in it. And similarly, we get a lot of support from our member hotels. Like I said, we're kind of like a franchisee, but a franchisor, but we're not. We're a membership organization. So we get input from them on what's important and we can incorporate that into our strategies or our approach, you know, from a strategic basis that really tries to find those win-win. You know, what's what's exciting to a consumer, but what else is going to put money in the pockets of our of our hoteliers? So, yeah, I've been here a little over two years now, and, and I love it. I think it's a great organization, and we're headed in the right direction. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you enjoying this conversation? If so, I invite you to text this episode to a friend or a colleague as well. Not only will you let them know that you're thinking about them, but you'll help them as well. One more thing, I'm having a lot of fun right now sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, open up Instagram and YouTube now and follow Hospitality Daily so we can stay in touch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. That's awesome. Looking back on your career, you know what experiences or factors um, have played the biggest role in, in helping you get where you are today. And, and I think the reason I'm asking is um, you've worked across so many different areas, you know, whether it's revenue and commercial marketing, you know, some operational roles, you work kind of inside, outside hospitality, some tech roles, you have an MBA from Wharton. Um, you have all these experiences that maybe are a little bit atypical. Um, and I'm curious, as, as, as you kind of think about, you know, you and your marketing leadership role today, are, are some of those, have some of those been more valuable to you? It's hard to pinpoint one specific thing or one one or two specific roles. The advice that I, I gave to my to my junior team here a few months ago is like taking advantage of the opportunities that were presented to me, especially early in my career, and then leaning on the advice of mentors. Right? It's so important, especially as you're earlier in your career, to to understand what what those opportunities are and lean into them. You know, when you and I worked together over 10 years ago, it was a huge opportunity and it was a leap of faith, right? So I was given all kinds of opportunities and you're right. I've, I've come in and out of the industry, working in hotels, working at OTAs, working at brands, working at management companies, et cetera, as well as companies that, you know, are outside of, of the direct travel industry. And I'm thankful for all these different steps that I've taken because I learned so much each time and never been afraid to take on a new challenge or, or new responsibilities. So I guess the career advice, I'd give never be afraid to take on more responsibility and, and certainly ask for the support of your teammates and your peers and find those mentors to, to help you because I think that's what's been key to me as, as I've gone up through my career. 
I love that. Um, I wonder if we, you spoke to this a little bit before, but just talk a little bit more about the role of marketing in, in providing hospitality. You know, what what is that role of, of, of marketing, whether it's setting expectations or, or something else? But how do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a, you know, there's a continued evolution towards a better user experience and marketing. I joked about the, uh, the insurance companies, but you know, what is that user experience when it comes to insurance? I'm dealing with it right now with my insurance company, which is a whole other podcast or discussion. But whether it's online or if it's, you know, all those different social media channels that we're touching on, whether it's linear or connected TV, I want to compete for the right customers and speak directly to, you know, the people that are interested in my brand and then my elite customers in the way that they want. And marketing is getting there, you know, so when you, I think your question around, you know, great hospitality, you're right. I want to set that right expectation. We have a very wide range of hotels. You know, we have our Sure Stay brands. We have our Core Best Western Plus, our premieres. We have our collections uh, hotels. We have our boutique properties. We have our luxury world hotels. We've got all these different brands that speak to different audiences. So I need to leverage the right message, target that to the right consumer at the right place at the right time, all those sort of things. But my lens, when you turn into hospitality so that I'm, I'm making that match for them. And I, I think a, a younger, the younger demographics now are, they're all about that. They're all about give, getting that kind of content uh, directly to them, whether it's you know in a paid format or a native format or through an influencer or organically, you know, trying to find out what is right for me as a consumer and as a marketer, I want to be able to speak to you when you're coming to visit Phoenix because I got just about everything under the sun, no pun intended, Valley of the Sun, uh, here in Phoenix with regards to a, a great hotel here in Phoenix, whether it's a Best Western or a Collection or you know, or Aiden or 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 new vibe brands, et cetera. So I think when it's providing that real hospitality from a marketing standpoint, it's an opportunity for us as marketers to to get to a point where there really is one-to-one marketing through a lot of these different channels. And it's so exciting that I think that, you know, for anybody that's listening to your pod who's thinking about getting into it or starting to or wants to learn more or whatever, like, you know, I've got folks on my team that, you know, are super passionate about social media, you know, and they know more about social media than I can never know. But that's like, that's what they want to do. And that's fantastic. And if that's what somebody wants to do, then take that passion and run with it because there's opportunities that, well, we have an open position here at Best Western at BWH Hotels right now for a social media manager in case anyone's interested. But whether it's us or, to or exactly, <laughs> we didn't we didn't plan that actually, uh, or I didn't plan that. But there's so many different opportunities, and I was just meeting right before this with our paid search or our meta search team, and and I got a team that's passionate about that. I've got a whole brand marketing team that's passionate about what they do. So uh, it's so exciting. But when you talk about the role of marketing, there's so many different roles that marketing plays in in us in helping us as a hospitality industry. So there's never a dearth of things to work on, that's for sure. Yeah, and well, it's interesting to me because you touched earlier on the inspiration or aspirational role of advertising. Yeah, and then I think on things like social media, I'm almost engaging with the brand or the property before I arrive there, right? It's interesting to me because, you know, when I was growing up, my family would go to this uh, Best Western Hotel in Michigan, and it was my favorite hotel, and it was just beautiful, and it was very different from all the other branded hotels, and so there was, there was kind of that unique aspect, but for me, you know, being an American, there's a certain sense of, you know, Best Western has this 
American affiliation, but you're a global company and growing rapidly internationally. And I imagine that same curiosity applies as you think about international growth or what are these opportunities here? It does. And and I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we, we're in over 100 com- countries. We have <clears throat> over 4,300 hotels worldwide, about 2,400 here in the U.S. and Canada. So call it almost 2,000 worldwide. And we were all we all got together in in London just a few few months ago and talked about uh, you know how we are marketing in our different <clears throat> regions and and the quality of product. And we have some amazing amazing hotels in in Germany, in Great Britain, in Sweden, in France, in Italy, in Greece, in Asia. There's a hotel in Frankfurt where you can park your car on your balcony, pull up your car, it goes up. It's there wow. next year. I mean, so it's it's like really cool stuff. And 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 when we we're talking earlier about how you how you identify the right customers and and speak to them to the right way, you know, that is not the the right hotel or the right message for every Best Western Rewards or every BWH hotels customer, right? And it's our challenge to to incentivize the people that that is a cool hotel to go check out who I know are traveling internationally who I know maybe are into cars maybe they uh, maybe they're going over to to Germany to test out the autobahn or or get their new car from the Bayern Motor Works etc like those are the customers that I need to I need to hone in on uh, and then they can test out uh, you know the hotel in Frankfurt where they could park their new car you know, out there on the balcony. So, you know, our, our, I'm going to go look that up after this. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, it's the B mine hotel B and then mine, just like it sounds uh, in Frankfurt. It's pretty cool. So, you know, so many different opportunities for us, but again, I recognize that our customer base here in the U S you know, a lot of them are going to the hotel in Michigan or, you know, I live in Dallas, Texas, and we've got, I think over 400 hotels in, in the Texas area, you know, Texas region, including the neighboring States. And so some people just want to stay in Texas or they just want to go in the Gulf or, you know, we have a lot of hotels in California or in, or in Florida, very focused on, that local road trip, but then we also have you know, road warriors who are out there every week and accumulating our BWR points and and want to go stay somewhere exotic, whether it's the hotel in Frankfurt or the hotel we've hotel that's on a canal in Venice that I'm like I need to go there 100. So lots of great opportunities for us for as marketers to try to incentivize travel. When, and you mentioned points, and I'm, I'm really curious. I, I was listening to an interview you did with Loyalty360, and I want to link to that. I think it was recorded a couple of years ago. And I think as you were recording that, you know, we were coming out of the pandemic, thinking about recovery. I'm curious now, you know, a couple of years later, what's the importance or opportunity of a rewards program today? And, and how has that evolved over <clears throat> the past couple of years? We all took a hit through COVID, right? And and budgets and staff and marketing budgets, et cetera. <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of us took a, an opportunity then to hit a reset button. And for us, there's a huge opportunity and we're still refining what our, our future for BWR looks like. Again, we have World Hotels. We actually bought that collection of hotels and that affiliate group about a year before 2020, so in 2019 or late 2018. So we're still figuring out how that weaves into the the BWR ecosystem because they have their own World Hotels rewards. But you know whether it's relaunches or mergers or our good friends at Expedia and what they're doing with their their new loyalty program. You know, there's so many different opportunities for us to to identify what's what's going to be important to our 
customer base and what are the things, uh, as I mentioned, uh, access to free rooms or discounted rooms. Like that's <clears throat> that's their number one number one want. So that's what we've been working on. But it's a hyper competitive market, and the crazy thing is, you know, we all talk about the millions and millions of members in in each of our loyalty programs which tells me that there's plenty of opportunity. Each of us has our cream of the crop, you know, the top 10, 15% that will only stay at a Best Western or Marriott or a Hilton or an IHG property. But after that, we've got lots of people who have every one of our cards in our wallet, in their wallets. And so how do I make sure that whether it's a, a promotional offer or again, talking about a hotel that really inspires them to travel to, to Frankfurt, or to Venice. And, and that's an opportunity for me to convert that customer to stay with us more often. That is a hallmark of what we want to do with the BWR program. That's super exciting. And I feel, you know, a, an underlying theme underneath, whether it's that or some of the segmented personalized communication that you mentioned earlier, data is the underlying yes, thread here. And I'm curious, true. here in 2023, what are the the challenges our industry faces with, with regards to data? And how are you thinking of you know, working through those? We're, we're constantly having discussions about it, you know, whether it's when, when did GDPR come out in Europe? Is that five years ago? That was a big thing. And, and now California has their Consumer Protection Act and more states are, are uh, enacting things. And, and our, our external legal counsel says it's only a matter of time before there is a nationwide, but, uh, you know, laws and, and acts uh, enacted on this, on this front. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, those of us that are marketers who uh, play by the book, let's just put it that way, we want to keep customer data safe. We want to market people in the way that uh, they want to be connected. And if someone raises their hand and say, don't, I, I don't want to see that ad on Facebook, or I, I don't want to be targeted on YouTube, etc. You know, most of us are like, fine, I'll take you off the list. I'll, I'll try to suppress that for you. But uh, I would say for every one of those, again, we talk about the demographic shifts that we're seeing in, in our country. For every one of those, there's a legion of people who want this sort of content you know, fed to them. And it, and again, like I said, you know, earlier in the pod, if it's paid, if it's organic, if it's native, if it's an influencer, like there's all kinds of different channels where people are consuming this media and, and recognizing that it is marketing content that's being fed to them, you know, a lot of times through a, a paid channel, but most people, a lot of people are fine with it. And so, you know, with regards to the data, if I'm, if I'm understanding you as a consumer better, that's great. If it's gone to a point where now it, it's crossed the line and someone raises their hand and say, now, now I feel like I'm being targeted, then that's, that's an opportunity for us to, to hone our algorithms and be better as marketers. But it, is, it will continue to be a challenge 100%. And I'm curious as as you look to the years ahead, you know, we could take this in an AI direction or not, but I'm curious as you see the the media data communication landscape evolving, what are some of the interesting opportunities emerging that are on your radar? I mean, AI presents a lot of different great opportunities. It also presents uh, some challenges. There's potential for bad actors out there and and while I'm less concerned for us as a brand per se, you know, if I were to Sit amongst my peers as I as I will do in in Toronto uh, for the HSMAI's Commercial Strategy Week. I'm sure we'll talk about that. You know, for for those of us with big brands, it'll be a concern. You know, how people will may manipulate that. But you know, I I, I look at things more glass half full. That there's there's plenty of opportunities for us. I'm of the lens, and certainly as a 
uh, as a hospitality marketer and you know hotelier at, at heart from from my upbringing, like I want people to stay in a hotel. I want people to experience that. I want people to stay at, at our hotels worldwide. And there's nothing that can change that without getting in the car or in a train or an Uber or whatever to get to a hotel and get to a new destination. So, you know, if I have to use AI or if I have to use VR, I have to use things to to get you to be inspired to go to Greece rather than just putting on goggles and say, okay, I went to Santorini and now, now I've been there, right? It's very different. Right, so that's that's what I think our our goal as marketers um, to do. And you know, we're jo- we're joking about my my twins, which who are 20, 12 and a half years old, who are very uh, very addicted to their Apple devices and their video games, etc. So, you know, I have aspirations. They they love to travel. We were just in we took them to New York for the first time, New York City, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and experiencing that with them. I mean, they love to travel, but recognizing like you don't get this if you're just looking at videos of New York on your phone, right? You, you can you can look all ti- all kinds of great content and YouTube videos and TikToks and, and Snapchats, et cetera, about inspirational things about going to see New York City. But until you actually get there and you get in the subway and you take the ferry out to the uh, Statue of Liberty and you know, go up to the Empire State Building, and until you do that, like it's different. And so for us as marketers, you know, leveraging all these different channels, and if it if it means I need to create something in AI to lure you. So it's like, gets to a point like, okay, now I have to go to New York. Then that's what we need to do as a marketer. I just, um, I hope it doesn't get to a point where we're all sitting around with goggles on our heads all the time. It's a pretty dystopian future. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, but I, I think, <laughs> but if I think about, you know, I'm always thinking, you know, what is, what are the capabilities we need to develop to succeed in that world? And I think if I think back to earlier in our conversation, there's the sense of creativity. There was, yes. you know, yes. yes, an answer of science, but there's, there's kind of this imagination mm-hmm. uh, muscle or capability that it, it sounds like is a core thing to maintain and build uh, yes. as we're becoming increasingly AI driven. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the creativity is there and, and, and understanding what does your customer base want and what are the channels that you need to leverage to reach them. So there's no, no dearth of opportunities for all of us, but you know, some of us are, are more bleeding edge than others, I will say in the, uh, in the space. So we'll dabble in a few different things and we'll test some things out, but you know, we may let others lead the way um, and see how how it goes for them, but it, it's an exciting time. It really is. It really is. I guess you know. In, in closing, I, I'm curious what you're most excited about. You talked about some exciting international uh, opportunities. You know, whether it's that or something else, what are you excited about for the remainder of the year and heading into next? I'll go back to that. That people want to travel. You know, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, economic environment right now, uh, interesting political environment, but we're not going to talk about it, of course. But like I talked about, you can experience things virtually or watch videos online until you go there and you you smell the air and you you taste the food and you see different things and experience new cultures. And and honestly, Josiah, it's it's not about going to New York or going to Venice or going to uh, to Frankfurt. I live in Dallas and 50 miles away. It's it's different. I mean, I actually, I joke with people who don't know 
the Dallas Metroplex, that Dallas and Fort Worth are very, very different cultures, very different cities. And I love going to Fort Worth. So experiencing that is part of what is all about travel and hospitality is a cornerstone of that. Our new vision is inspiring travel through unique experiences. We have unique hotels. We have unique hotel owners. Every one of us is unique and every experience is on our on our travels are unique. And again, going back to New York, it was fun to kind of experience it through the eyes of, of my boys. I lived there for a while. My wife lived there for a long time. But it'll be interesting to see like what they what really solidifies in their minds about their first trip to New York. I remember my first trip to New York. I was 17 years old. But really, when we experience that, that's when it becomes part of who we are. You know, I remember going here. I remember doing that. So I think hospitality is a a key component of that. And obviously we're here to talk about marketing. So I'm all about marketing different hotels and different destinations and trying to get people out there again, whether it's to go 5,000 miles away or 500 miles away, or for me, even 50 miles away. For most of us, it's a different part of the country and, and getting people to experience that and recognize it. You know, we, we joked about uh, years ago about the term staycation or leisure, business and leisure. And now here we are, we, we live it, right? People, uh, they do staycations and, and go, you know, not too far away, or they do mix their, their business and their leisure trips and stay on a Thursday night or stay on a Sunday night. We've seen increases in that. And I, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's all about inspiring people to go. And, and if you have to go somewhere for work and like, let me tack on another day or two and check more things out. I was on a call earlier today with a gentleman and talking about his Midwest Rust Belt city that people frown upon, but we had our convention there. It was in Cleveland last year and it was fantastic. And I said, I want to come back to Cleveland. I actually want to take my boys to Cleveland, go back and see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and go to a, a Cleveland Guardians game and, and experience like little things like that, that I don't, I don't have to go to, to Venice or, or to, to Paris to really experience, you know, a different, a change in travel and, and be inspired. My, my quick trip to, to Cleveland last year was inspirational enough for me that I want, I want to go back, but I, I also want to go to Venice and to Santorini and, and other places too. So too many places I to go, that. but not enough time, just I. <laughs> Well, that's why we're doing this. And I, I can't yeah. think of a you know, better way to kind of like, you know, kind of bring this all home. It's like, that's why we're doing all this, right? Is to right. inspire people to have these moments, to build relationships, to discover the world, to discover themselves. Yes. Uh, it's really exciting. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. 
They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 